Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Rushville. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Rush County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It is Friday, March 10th. It is six minutes after 11, and you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's talk about Mitch McConnell, the Senate Minority Leader. He's being treated for a concussion and is staying at a hospital for observation after he fell at a hotel in D.C. on Wednesday evening. He tripped at a dinner event. He was admitted to the hospital, and now he's being treated. He's going to stay there for a few days of observation and treatment. It happened at the Waldorf Astoria Hotel in D.C., which was formerly the Trump International Hotel. He's 81 years old. He's the Senate's longest-serving GOP leader. And he was at this event. It was was a PAC event. He was there raising money. So now we have not only John Fetterman, but also Mitch McConnell in the hospital. Well, everyone wishes him a speedy recovery because that's Mm -hmm. what we do here. We're good and decent people. No matter how we're treated as taxpayers, we want the best for him. But it does entertain the question of what does the Republican Party look like after Mitch McConnell? Mm. Because he has now been in charge since the mid-2000s, I think. Maybe is 06, I think, for some reason, stands out that he has been the head honcho Mm -hmm. over there in the Senate. And it also does raise the question, look, anytime you're talking about a political person, and again, we wish him the best in a very speedy recovery, but you always talk about, you know, we hear this all the time with presidents or whatever, when something's going on with, with them. We talked about it with Jimmy Carter a couple weeks ago, that when you talk about them, you have to talk about their governance, their role in governance, the accomplishments and failures, because that's why you're, that's why they're, it's in the news if something's going on with mm-hmm. them. Mitch McConnell's been very unsuccessful as the leader of the Senate. They have spent the overwhelming majority of that time as the minority party. Okay, well, he did help get some conservative judges. He did. He's on a, the Supreme Court. He's a he, and I was just gonna say. I preface this by saying he was A-plus on the judges, mm-hmm. which is so weird that you would be so good on those judges, and I've never un- understood this, and so resolute. And the the country does owe him a thanks and a debt of gratitude for standing firm uh, on the Merrick Garland appointment. And I think we've seen a huge benefit to the country because of the decision he made and then the, the judges that Trump appointed. But the rest of the record is this just bizarre hodgepodge of huge government, of increased government spending, of growth of government. And it's just so weird. I don't understand how those two things can correlate and and go together. And currently, he's singing the same song as Chuck Schumer is, especially when it comes to January 6th. Yeah. He did. He was instrumental in passing some Trump-era tax cuts. But the tax cuts don't matter if you don't do the spending cuts along with oh, them. Oh, okay, yeah. Good point. That That is something, and, and I think a lot of people are wising up to it as we have seen mm-hmm. record or near-record inflation the past couple years. I didn't under fully understand that until 
I mean, it was before the most recent bout of inflation, but I didn't fully understand or appreciate that for a long time. And I was around this stuff all the time, how the tax cuts are great and they're wonderful. And in the brief time that they were a thing pre-COVID, they worked in the very short term. It boosted, it, put, it made America competitive in terms of corporate tax rates and keeping jobs here and rewarding companies for keeping jobs here. But- if you don't stop spending at the same time. It is so weird. I mean, in a weird way, the Republicans are worse than the Democrats because at least the Democrats pretend to want to pay for all their government. They they Now, the tax increases that they propose will never, it's not an offset. I mean, there's never enough money to offset the amount of spending they're proposing. But at least they're honest with you about, hey, we got to pay for it and let's soak these rich mm -hmm. guys. I mean, you could soak everyone and not pay for it. The Republicans, on the other hand, they're disingenuous and dishonest because they, air quote, cut taxes, but then they don't pay for it. They're just diners and dashers. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, seven generations from now we'll pay for it. It'll be great. And, and I, I think that's got to be part of the conversation about Mitch McConnell's legacy is his growth of government, his growth of government spending, and regularly siding with the Democrats to enhance the national debt. So right now the Senate, very close. I mean, it's, it's narrowly divided, right? Dem Democrats in control of the chamber, 51 to 49. But you, now you've got Mitch McConnell out, and you also have Fetterman out. Are these two And Feinstein guys, is out. And fi You're right, another one. So what does that make it? Is that that'd be fit forty nine forty eight? So Mansion and uh, what's her face are still in charge, right? The Arizona lady. Cinema. I mean, are what can these guys do from the hospital? Can are they doing anything? Are they allowed to? I mean, they're. I, I don't think the Senate rules allow absentee voting. I could be wrong. Now, remember the House had the proxy voting under Pelosi, mm -hmm. and I think the Republicans changed that under McCarthy. Mm -hmm. Got away with that, but. I don't think the Senate allows that, which, again, it means, I mean, de facto, Manchin and Cinema are the, you know, the, the deciding votes as they always are. Mm -hmm. But it also sparks the conversation about the aged population of our elected officials. Right. He's 81. And he's young <laughs> compared to <clears throat> Feinstein or Grassley mm -hmm. or, uh, I mean, there's a whole bunch of them. Mm -hmm. 81, you should not be making choices for the entire country right i mean he's he's the man yeah he's one of the most powerful people in the entire government right in the entire world yeah and he's 81 years old and we we are a country that keeps rewarding this and these people stay because of the power and the money associated mm -hmm. with it so all that we wish him a speedy recovery mm -hmm. but when these things happen i feel like some some broadcasters writers whatever are like well you can't actually talk about them well you should be talking about them because the only reason you're mentioning whatever's going on with them is, is how it affects us is because of the things they did yeah yeah absolutely 12 minutes after 11 it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc so president biden he released his 6.8 trillion dollar budget puts higher taxes on the rich, targets corporations, gives uh, a huge amount of money for social programs. So this is the largest peacetime budget in history, including $842 billion for the Pentagon, 
a 5.2% pay raise for federal employees, $6 billion in support for Ukraine and Europe, $37 billion on nuclear weapons programs. It is a staggering amount of money to be spent when you factor, I mean, it's a staggering amount of money, period, but it is a staggering amount of money to be spent when you factor in what the federal government has done in terms of printing money and spending the past three years and the ramifications in terms of inflation because of that. And this budget is a middle finger to every U.S. taxpayer, and they are saying, we don't care. Mm -hmm. $6.8 trillion. It's going to be a battle. I mean, he's got to get that passed by the House. Right. And, and, it's not, and, and they're saying it's the road to ruin. Yeah, that's not going to be passed by the House. Mm-hmm. But do you, do you, okay, Casey, do you have any faith in the Republican Party, whether it is the debt ceiling, which is an incredible opportuni- opportunity to get spending under control, or this here with the federal budget to get spending under control? Do you have any faith that the Republican Party will go to the mat on behalf of the taxpayers and do what is necessary Mm. to get spending under control, which is what you have to do if you Mm -hmm. want to solve inflation. Okay, well, you've been railing against McCarthy a lot. And so far, he's more or less kept his word on everything he said he was going to do. But not on the spending because he he has not had to rally votes on that yet. Well, and now he's going to have to do that. So we'll see. Right. Right? If he continues on the path of keeping his word, maybe things will go in a different direction. It should also give pause to the American people because you have a president who is submitting an unserious budget. Mm. Like, he knows. He he doesn't know because he he doesn't know where he is at. But his people know. Mm -hmm. There's no way this is going to pass. And yet they submit this, which is a giant waste of everybody's time and resources and money and they don't care. There's no way this is passing. They know it's not passing. And yet they go through with the exercise. Mm-hmm. 